Notorious Fire. Such a great name. Brings me back to bumping mid-90s rap jams from the one and only Biggie Smalls. Lenny is literally the man when it comes to custom designs. Dude went to art school, like legit college for art. Just look at all his work. This guy has artwork on snowboards and even guitars. He's constantly creating new sticker designs. But more than that, he's customizing tumblers, mugs, glasses, cigar cases. Well, basically anything you can customize at this point, Notorious Fire Company will customize for you. On top of that, his IG game is on point. And occasionally, you even get to see a pic of the man behind the brand. So check him out at NotoriousFire.com or on IG at Notorious Fire. Trust me, you won't be disappointed in his work. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 37 of the Size Up by National Fire Radio. It's your old pal, Pip, and I call it, I don't know, I say your old pal. I got to, the hardest Your thing. old pal, this is your Rogers neighborhood. <laughs> Should I flip my shoe, maybe, see? I love having guests that I'm friendly with because they just jump right in and there's no intro. Maybe I should come up. I feel like, and I was thinking about this this morning because uh, I listened to, uh, or, hey, wait, listen, before we even go down this path, welcome my guest here, Rob from Flow Invent, good good friend of mine, very Polish last name that I will murder if I say it out loud, <laughs> just like I murdered my guest's first name last week. Uh, but luckily we have the same first name, so Rob isn't a problem. But Rob, thanks for joining me today. What's going on? Let's no. Thanks for having me. You know, just it's, it's kind of cool to sit down on uh, on your on your podcast. Like, I was thinking about earlier, like, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, when's the first time I met this guy? And it was at the um, when Bobby started on the on the on the uh, on the train up at Morristown when they he did that little. I yeah, guess yeah, the, yeah. We did the. It was at the first take into the streets or whatever. Not yep. take the streets. You know his uh his his like a bruising bruising knowledge or tips something like that. And so I was like, taps I remember, and tap, maybe taps and that's tap. what it was. Something like this. And uh, I remember I was like always trying to like before I knew who you were like you know when five 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 was starting and you were doing the grants and all the uh, the little you know firehouse gyms and stuff I'm like always entering nothing's working and then we go to the event and I'm like and you're like hey I'm I'm Pip I'm the guy behind I'm like son of a gun are you this guy this whole time <laughs> and then this is what it is now you know bold Jersey guys and uh, we're here today just rolling forward. It's funny too because actually I mentioned that event with with John in last week's episode because mm-hmm. we, that's where I met his dad that night. So right, right. first met, but that's like one of the most Jersey events I've ever been to because mm-hmm. it was funny because a, a few people spoke and talked that night. Yeah, and there were a few of us all in the back that were either like sponsoring the event or social media people, or then Bobby came back there. Sure. And some random dude walked over to us and was like, "Hey, could you guys keep it down? I'm trying to learn." Yes. And like we were oh like, remember God. we were like, where are the guys? Back. Yeah, yeah, right. Like the reason like, you're here, way in the back, and like I want to say it was Bobby because I think Bobby just got finished doing his thing. He was like, yeah. "Hey, fucko, there's seats right up front. So if you want to go fucking learn, why don't you sit in the front seat?" And, and we were like in the kitchen here. doorway, like yeah, we were like hustle and bustle anyway. Yeah, like not in the room where it was going on, but it was like the most Jersey thing where I'm like, "Oh my god," because then it got a little heated and some of his friends yeah. came over, and I'm like, "We're gonna what is happening here?" And, and that like, dude was like an older dude, so like you know. You know, every everybody always we, this could turn into a rabbit hole. But you always have those guys like, oh, the guys at the back table, or, or you know, those guys don't come around anymore. Well, that was an old dude 
Yeah. It was like, yo, what the hell? And you're like, what? Yeah. And this it was, kind of but it was like one of those things where he was like, if you want to learn to move up, yeah. there's loads of seats. Absolutely. Like, we're back here. Like, we, like it was like the people that put on the event, and I just happened yeah. to be back there with you guys. <laughs> it was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> it's the most Jersey thing that could happen in New Jersey is like, we're going to brawl about this. Right. We're running the event at an educational event. <laughs> what did I just miss happen here? You can't make it up. You yeah, really can't. But so this morning I'm on my way home from work and uh, I was finishing this week's episode of Smartless. I don't know if you listened to that podcast. Uh, yeah, we'll jump in on it next. Oh, dude, it's Jason Bateman, Will Arnett. Okay. I'm Sean from, uh, I can never remember his last name, but Sean from Will and Grace. And sure. they interview really famous people all the time. Okay. And it's just hysterical. They have great chemistry. There's so much to learn um, about theater and about the industry. And it's all different kinds of things. I mean, right, they, right. Joe Biden once. So they, they have all people all over the place. Um, and they do these great intros and they do these great outros. And I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, and, and today's uh, guest was Matthew McConaughey, who was just mm -hmm. an amazing guest for this week. So, but I'm like, man, my intros suck. And my <laughs> outros suck even more than that. And these guys are so good at it. I'm like, this is like, why, why, why is it so hard? Why can't I come up with something? I'm like, it's like a relationship or like sex. It's always hard in the beginning and then hard <laughs> then at the end, sort of, for most people or that. not. But you're like, the middle is the easy part. I was like, this part's yeah. the good part. It's like, Listen, dude, ours is the same. It's like Mike made that like crate when he was like in his DJing, when he was streamlining his DJing as a post-college kid. It was like he, he did that crazy intro with the siren and the names and the this. So I'm like, all right, cool. And then how do we always end it? We always like uh, just hit the button, like just a hard ending, just a complete Why? just plane but, crash of an ending every time. I, I don't know. Is it is it the thing now? It seems I like don't know if people even listen to the outro. I, I don't know what people listen to. <laughs> people anymore. are like, all right, I'm 20 minutes into this next. <laughs> yeah, like, and then you wonder, like you you and and I try to say that too, where I'm like, listen, you know, you you want to listen to a whole episode because you never know where right what is going to matter to you most comes in. So. Sure. For me, I know I've kind of started started to zero in on like hour long podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I do, right? That's what we put out yeah. with the size up here, and what Jeremy's been putting out with National Fire Radio. But I realize that that works for me. Um, right. I still jump back into Jocko podcast, but they're two and a half, three hours. Yeah, some of them get crazy. Yeah, and I have an hour commute. I have an hour. I have a half an hour commute to work. So sure. that literally for our schedule, like one Jocko podcast is a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, commuting like kind absolutely. of absolutely <laughs> it's crazy so, so it, it's crazy it's trying to find your groove you know what i mean to find what works so it's what works for me yeah definitely all right so tell the folks who you are because we haven't even really got oh, what it is you um, do in this world aside so, from the fights at bars with me and <laughs> uh yeah no i'm i'm not a smart man i'm just a fireman uh, i always heard that from uh, my one battalion my he's retired now uh chief alberta he always said that he's like rob just take it easy no but uh i guess uh not like an AA meeting, but I'm Rob. I'm the one of the flow event guys. Um, I happen to uh, write for a couple magazines on all sides of the fence. I guess that's taboo for some folks, but it, I've been publishing both of them, three of them, when they had the other one. Um, do some stuff for the FNBA with training. I'm teaching up here in Bergen. I work in uh, in Passaic. I've been a volley everywhere pretty much, and that's another thing that I'll catch shit for. But listen, you want to get experience, especially in the world we're in today. Growing up, you gotta you gotta jump around a little bit. You gotta hustle a little bit. Um, and then I'm kind of a nerd. I got a couple of degrees, and um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's me. I mean, I didn't know you I, had a nerdy. What's degree. cool about this? What are, like, what are your nerdy degrees in? Wait. Uh, so my dream was always to go to Colorado, you know, now, see, before there was coach prime, um, you know, I was going there when they were like one and 11 and 
three and seven. Um, but I went I went to Colorado for film studies, um, and it was it was awesome, dude. My one year there, and the guys that know me that listen to this, I'm sure they'll get a text of oh, he's bringing up Colorado again. It was only a year of your life. Yeah, true. But um, when I was there, I got involved with Boulder Fire Rescue. You know, did a couple internship things over there. Got involved in a leadership program, and then that all spilled into you know what we're doing today. You know, came back, went to Rampo College up here in Jersey. Uh, got to do a little American Studies kind of stuff. Continued to do interning. Continued to do um, behind the scenes work with with the fire service. And then you know you get hired. Ended up doing my a master's degree with Arizona State, emergency management, homeland security, all that kind of fun stuff. And I, I was an intern in New York City in the training unit for OEM. And then I got hired as a career fireman. And uh, now for some reason, it's slowly clicking. And I'm teaching a little bit of here, a little bit of there, you know, expo next week, the uh, the fire pro in, in, in Connecticut in October. And one day, hopefully one day, the fire gods will allow me to go to FDIC. But you know, if it doesn't happen, it's cool, dude. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, life is happening. Like we said, we, uh, putting this podcast together, recording with the, with the little guy upstairs now. Uh, this is a first too. This is a first in episode 37 for the size of where, we, uh, my guess child is sleeping. We're doing start nap time for, for, <laughs> yeah. your, for your nap son. time. Trying son, to... Right. Son. Oh, dude, it's crazy. You were like, you ready? I'm like trying. I'm like monitoring. Like, well, I wanted you to know. I wanted you to know. Like, I'm good to go. Like, I know how it goes. Yeah. But like, the second that kid goes down, we gotta go. Like, we can't waste our time talking because this is your clutch time. And I appreciate you giving up your nap time because that is sometimes crazy. And it's funny. Like, you see, like, the, listen, I'm not like a, a, a conspiracy guy, or but you know how the phones are these days. You start seeing like memes start popping up more and more. It's like, you know, when you have a kid, fit in your life in two hours. It's true. It's crazy. 100%. Wait till two <laughs> hours turns to one and oh. then one turns to none. You know what I mean? Like it, it all happens. And then anyone with kids has been there, you know, and especially in our profession, you know, we do a lot of, and I got wrecked for saying this in the New York times article and I can get wrecked again for saying it now, but it's what I call it. The, the daddy daycare role that oh. I took on. Yeah. I love every minute of it. I yeah, had such sure. a blast with my boys. I have a bigger blast when they're in school for eight hours a day and I'm home alone, but that's a different story <laughs> too. But you know, that is something we get to experience that a lot of people don't. And yeah. so it makes me appreciate the job so much more. Absolutely. And it's like crazy. Like in our, in my house at work, it was like generationally, I was like the first younger guy to have a kid. So now it's like, you start seeing like me with a, you know, a year and a half year old and guys are having kids and it's like you just see like that generational gap and the guys like the senior guys are now saying like oh see what we were talking about like we got you like, oh, all yeah. those, like fun stories you always hear about are like coming out now and you're like living in the moment you're like wow gotcha i, I understand you yeah you, you see know, that that roundabout you when you become the old guy kind of and and there's so many different ways for that to happen but one definitely is your kids where like right. you know 13 years ago, I had, we had Finn and yeah. these guys were telling me all these things. And now 13 years later, I'm telling these guys who have kids. And then I'm like, have a second. They said, it's going to be awesome. They said, go with number two. You're a pro. You've raised one child. Right. <laughs> but then when number two comes, you forget that number one is still there. <laughs> and it's a whole chaos. Utter, chaos. utter chaos, total chaos. I'm like, go for two. You should go for two. Like, uh, <laughs> actually, uh, uh, uh a friend of ours, Nick, is about to have number two. We were just, he relieved, uh, he didn't relieve me this morning, but he relieved in my house. And uh, nice. his daughter is being born in, he just told me this morning, says my memory shot because I'm old, to December. 
I'm like, yeah, good for you, man. Wait till that happens. <laughs> is, that the, is that the Nick that just came out on the captain's list? The Nick that just came out on the captain's list. Oh, I know that Nick. That's a good Nick. Yeah, yeah it's good. <laughs> it came out in a good spot too. So so yes, yeah. uh, for those listening to in, in New Jersey, just a quick congratulation to anyone who came out on the, uh, what we call the captain's list, but I guess it would be the second level supervisor. Yeah, depends list. on your city and region. Everybody gets all bent out of shape. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Um, but it's good to know, you know, those lists are coming out again and, you know, guys are coming out and that's going to allow for a lot of promotions in my department because we hope so. We, we were, no, there's a definite. So, because there's yeah. just been, this will finally put us back on schedule post COVID for my department, okay. um, because awesome. of the COVID sure. testing drop and then the time that it yeah. took. And then that little bit of a setback because the people who oh. get paid to administer a test somehow managed to mess up the test. Hmm. <laughs> the secret society. It, it totally is. Totally is amazing. Like you had one <laughs> job to do and somehow you messed it up. I don't even understand, oh, but it's crazy. We were not involved in that debacle. Nope. None of us. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. It's good. There were, it didn't, but again, you hear that. So it's good to know that things like that are, are getting back on track. Yeah, it totally makes a difference too. Like even, you know, like for me, like so, I came out as the one of the most junior guys. Came out three, like a tenth, couple tenths of a point behind one and two, who are like twenty five year plus guys. It is what it is. And um, even now, they put me in a spot in June, but with manpower, it flips and flops whether I'm acting or not acting. And just like, you know, I'm one of the dudes that like, again, like I joined the fire service in high school as a kid just to get college credit because you know I was a kid immigrant parents they didn't know anything and one guy well, my dad worked construction one of these guys was a volley chief by him it was like oh dude just you know have him join it it looks good it'll help him get out and here we are today you know all fire-based connections but um you know for me i'm like i don't the paycheck's beautiful it's a great pro you know working your butt off to study and this this and that but i'm like listen you just gotta start your time man because now having you know the little guy at home you're like i don't want to sound like hey i just want to retire but like now you start prioritizing right life like at first you want to just go to fires 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 now you're like hold up we need these benefits i need that pay i work my butt off for it that's going to allow for xyz you know for for him and whatnot so it's definitely for all the dudes that if they're listening to this that always that i was like maybe that young annoying guy i'm sorry i understand life a little bit more now um but it's uh, hard you know, though right it, it's hard because we have to as you grow, you learn, right? Yeah. And we're always going to have those young guys. And again, now being one of the older guys and dealing with a lot of the younger guys, <laughs> is a good way to put it, right? Is it, yep. is it, oh, yeah. Putting up with whatever it is. I love every minute of every part of it. But I have to look at it in that way, that, that I was that kid. I can't forget that. And I was asking questions and I was annoying and I mm -hmm. was wondering why other people were into this and not what I was into and those sure. types of things. And I have to figure out how to navigate all of that. Absolutely. <laughs> for me, for them, and for my shift is the easiest way to put it. Yeah. And I think that's what's, and I think we're seeing a lot of that in the fire service and just in life. Like, you know, like it's good to see the humility and the accountability of guys going up forward. Cause even like, dude, I was, I mean, if anybody from, work is listening to this there was a there was a time where i was like the pouty kid like i got lucky i went to the truck quick and um there were times where i just we had super senior guys that would bump me off the rig that day because they were in from whatever and i was like what i'm a sign here why am i getting thrown around but then i see like one of my junior guys acting the same way that i did and i can't be mad at him yeah. and i did it but i'll be like yo dude 
like at least I can be that median now to be like, yo, this is what's going on. You know what I mean? Like I can kind of help. You want to try to relate to them so yeah. they understand. So they don't oh, turn don't into the poutiness. Like Go pout about something right. else. Find something better right. to pout about than this. Because I Absolutely. pouted about this and it didn't get me anywhere. <laughs> exactly. Bingo. You got to teach. And that's maybe I'm going to learn in, in my time with, with the little guy, you know, like how all that relates and all full circle. It all, uh, <laughs> it's all the same story. <laughs> the kid thing definitely helps you in, 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 at least for me, helped me in that theory because you, you, in parenting, you know, you look at the way you were parented, you look at the way your spouse sure. was parented. Um, if your parents, you're fortunate enough to still have your parents around, they're trying to parent your kids that way. You're not trying to parent no. your kids that I, way. I, I literally experienced that like two, three hours. I went to my dad's shop, um, helping out with some paperwork or whatever. And I just turn around and he's got Brady walking around with him. I'm like, dad, what are you doing? He's like, what, what, what do you mean? I'm like, Okay, just do it. Listen, you had you, know, you had three kids. I can't tell you no. You know, you've, you've been a parent. It just, this is your time. Oh, no, he's rolling around. Go to sleep. <laughs> oh, you got the video on the video. Yeah, on. I got the I got the baby monitor. I was like, <laughs> nice, nice, nice way to go. It's funny you mentioned Colorado, too, because I had a chance. I, I, I went out snowboarding many years ago mm -hmm. to Colorado with some guys that I worked at EMS with. And sure. my brother lived out there. Okay. My brother was kind of like, dude, why are you going back to Jersey? Like, why don't you just stay out here with me? I got a room, you know, my nephew was there and I'm like, ah, I think I'm going to go back. I got a pretty good job, like working yeah. at and dispatching and I'm getting close on the list, you know, and I'm taking some tests out there and I, I didn't investigate enough of Colorado and, and the emergency services scene sure. out there, but looking back and I'm dude. not, not wishing I changed anything because everything worked out. <laughs> we're here, we're, yeah. But in reality, I should have stayed. I should have been like, because I'm such a cool scene. I'm in the same boat. I mean, not again, not in like same point. It's not a negative thing. It's not like, oh, I should have, could have, would have. But it's like, you know, you make your like decisions, you know, where you are in that moment. And, and sometimes at a younger age. And even now, I'm like, dude, like I turned down like South Metro, turned down Denver. Again, now knowing what I know now, I'm like, damn. South like, Metro has probably like tripled in size. Oh my like, God. It's, it's like, every time I see him on Instagram, they're killing it with the PIO, whatever his name is. I know, uh, I don't know if Jeremy had him or somebody else had him recently. The dude is killing it, just pushing. And like, it's PG, it's good content. And, you know, it make you like, dude, this place, like, you know, let's, let's be real. Me growing up, everybody was like, oh, you got to be the Bronx of, you know, the 70s and, and 60s, or you got to be Kentland. There was no like, you know, because YouTube was just starting. Yeah. You know, the phones were just turning into like, like I had a flip phone. Okay. I mean, you're, you're a little older than me, but like there was no crazy media. It was just fire engineering, firehouse magazine and books that you read. Yeah. There was no, like, now you could just jump on video. You see the world. Right. And you're like, what, what is this? But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm happy where I'm at. It's a, it's a good life, but Colorado's. It's a great place. No, you know, it, it's a great place. Like I, I got to spend a lot of time out there working in the fitness industry with, with yeah. force and, and then bullet. And cause that's where we were based out of. So I was out there a lot um, nice. doing that too. And I'm like, man, it's really nice out here. Like I probably should have moved out here. Like, yeah, it was just, the snow, it, everything. It was just, such, yeah, it was such a different world for me. Like a great granted, you know, let's put the asterisks out there. Yes. I was a student and you didn't have real responsibilities, but even for me, it was like on my own, like, I learned accountability and like timing, you know what I mean? Like I'd go to class all my class. I was one of those nerds that would have early classes or really late classes. Cause like they put me into like some honor stuff and those were like the adulty classes, like, you know, for the, uh, for like literally I had like me at your college kid, but I had like 
adults from town in these classes with me. So it was like, you know, you either wake up, go to the gym, go to class, do your homework right away. Cause I was at the time I was super nerd, go to the gym again, you know, pretend like I was going to try to pretend to pull a Rudy and walk onto the football team and all this cool stuff. But then at the same time, well, maybe, like, maybe when it was one and 11, you had a chance. Dude, I had a shot. I definitely had a shot. <laughs> you had a I mean, chance. I'll give you that. You well, I never, you know, I never recorded this one, but so funny story is, um, so going back in time, obviously my mom came to America. She was uh, doing stuff around here, cleaning houses and whatnot. And one of the girls she used to work with was at one time a, um, I guess they're called like coaches assistants. Like you see the people with the water bottles on the sidelines and whatever. So, you know, they linked up once Facebook was real. You know, my mom was like, hey, help check this out. You know, find it out if this, if this girl is the, the person that I knew growing up. Sure. Ends up, she lives out in Colorado. And um, in 2006, I went out to visit her. You know, me and my mom went to go visit Colorado. And uh, we ended up going. Uh, she still knew the coaching staff that was there. So I did go. I met, um, now I say it every day. Now I'm going to totally butcher his name. Um, Coach Cabral. So he was a linebacker with the, the Chicago Bears um, when they won the you know the big defensive Super Bowl team, whatever. Um, but it was funny we had a link because I think his grandmother was Polish or something, and you know my mom was like, "Oh, nice to meet you. Here's Polish pottery." So, um, but when we went and we met, you know, it was it was dude, it was such an experience. I'm sure today you can't pull it off, you know, because like what's going on over there right now, you can oh, absolutely it. not. But you know, you go through the locker room, you see everything. I was like, "This is cool." And he's like, "How old are you, son?" And I'm like. I am 12. I'm like, he's like, you're a big kid. I'm like, I stopped growing. I was in you know, dude, the way I am now is the way I've been since like seventh grade. Me too. So, Don't worry about it. Uh, it's a little, <laughs> little bit. But um, ever since that, you know, it was great because you had that opportunity to see what was going on. Anyway, come back a year later. And I'm I'm sitting like in high school. I'm sitting in um jump, not some math class, I, whatever ninth grade, 10th grade math was. I get called down to the principal's office. I'm like, I what am I getting in trouble for? And I'm just like some nerdy kid that stays out of the way, you know, plays hockey here and there. And, and I get sat down. It's me, the athletic director, principal, the football coach. And they're like, you know, it was like some, like, like a mob scene. They're like, can you explain this letter? I'm like, I don't know. It looks, looks cool. There's a Colorado football helmet on. He's like, yeah, but your name's on it. I go, okay. I don't know what to tell you. Like, they're like, do you play football? Like, why is, why are they sending us stuff here? I'm like, I don't know. You want me to open it or something? And I mean, it was like one of those, like, you know, yeah. it wasn't a recruitment camp, but it was one of those, like, when they do like their week long. Um, and to me, it was recruitment because I didn't know what was, I had no idea what college football yeah, was. Like, like, like a showcase sport. camp or something. It was like a showcase camp. And I was like, all right, coolest experience in my life. But again, like, that's why I, maybe that was part of why I got hooked into it. And, uh, but again, if you, you know, if you know me, I am definitely not the athlete that's playing Division One anything, let alone Division One, like, even on the one and eleven team. Okay. <laughs> yeah, then I'd have a shot to be the water boy on a one eleven team, not a, not even to tie the shoes. But um, yeah, that's like the secret full story of uh, I guess why I've always been just like hooked. You know, I had that opportunity and like, but going back to the parenting thing, like now, like if that was going on, if that happens, you know, per se to him, in 13, 14 years, I gotta be like, yo, this is like potential. You know, I bet you my mom had no idea what was going on. My dad had no idea what was going on. Like, oh, this is football coach. Nice to meet you. Very nice. Like, no, dude, this this could have been potential if I actually played football. I don't yeah, know. If we actually did this, but it's if I actually if I tried. Kid, kid sports. I mean, you see it at the firehouse because you've been around long enough oh. to learn with people who have kids in probably every sport. Sure. And like my kids play lacrosse and they're both good and they play lacrosse and they do well in it. Right. And you watch these things that we go to and 
the older one is now getting into he'll be in eighth grade so he goes to high school next year and i feel like like the game has already gotten real for him like for sure like the boys are out there and they are full on you know last year he pushed the kid out and he took two parents out with him because they were sitting so close the chair just just went right over right and my son isn't the biggest kid out there so it was a pretty it was a good hit but anyway um they're playing for real but I've already seen it in the way that the emails come from the team mm. and what you see in the app that we use sure. that next year, it's going to start to be like, you need to have a highlight reel. And you need, if That's you're crazy. interested in continuing into all of this, yeah. we can offer these services and we can help with this. Sure. And it's just crazy to think like that. Dude, that I remember like after that, like the only thing I actually pursued after my experience was uh, there was like a website called Be Recruited. It was like some, you know, it was like a MySpace of sports. You would only, all you would put is like a picture up, what sports you play, your height, your weight. It was like your 40, you know, what you bench. And that was it. Like there was nothing, you know, there's not like, not like max preps and all these crazy things that kids are going through these days. And I remember I got like a couple emails for hockey and they were like, you know, again, it was like club teams. Hey, you want to play? I was like, I don't know what any of this means. But again, you know, you learn, you live and you learn. And uh, for the younger folks, for the younger (laughs) folks out there in the late nineties, MySpace was the original Facebook. Oh, absolutely. It had to be on MySpace. It wasn't. You had to know how to like, that was like the start of coding. Like you had to like, it wasn't just copy and paste. Like you wanted to have like a black background or like music playing in the background. You had to like know how to get into your bio and set up all the HTML codes and all that crazy stuff. Figure out how to steal it from someone else. That's what I did. Uh, I didn't figure out how to code. I figured out how to steal the code. It was most oh, if that was illegal, legal or not legal. I don't know. But it was all the same. It was but all it's interesting too, because you said before we even went down these couple of tangents, which we go down is like, you know, you got into this as a volley to try to get some experience. And sure. it's something that we see a lot of in, in our career now. And it's, I was kind of the same way, except um, my father and was on the job and had retired and he pushed me in the beginning when I was like, I think I want to do this dad. Like, I think I want to become a firefighter. Sure. He was like, well, go get your EMT because where I'm in New Brunswick, we all have to be EMTs. Mm-hmm. He's like, but you can get your EMT at 16 in New Jersey. And he goes, when you turn 18, you could try to get a job if you wanted to as an EMT, as opposed to being at the time, you know, in the, in the mid nineties, there were not many fire departments that you could just get a job at. Like you can now where smaller fire districts are starting to to hire people that are certified and things. And that kind of led me on my path to go down the road that I did. But I think that's a big thing. If you're younger to try Mm. to at least start to get in a good foot in the door. No, for sure. Like, and I was similar to like up here, it was the same thing. Again, me, I I started, there's no secret, like 2008, 2009. So for me, it was, you know, fire one, you have to be 18, you know, even though there were junior programs, you couldn't do anything. So at the time I was like, why am I going to get certified at 16? If I can't do anything till I'm 18, I'm just burning time. So I did the same thing. I joined the volley ambulance corps, got my EMT, you know, started riding the bus more, but even now, like I've noticed guys that were like nine, you know, and then you can get into a rabbit hole of nine, one EMTs versus transporting EMTs, whatever. If you're an EMT, those folks it's just like a different appreciation and understanding of the job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you did have to hustle a little bit. You had to like, kind of like everybody's a probie and goes through like, you know, the, the, the shoveling shit phase, but you know, the folks that were like, Hey, I had to like, like, I really got into this and I stayed into it. And like, you, you kind of progressed, but even like, dude, I'm sitting through my research You know, I got one a month now and I'm like, oh, I, could, I couldn't do this all over again now in today's world. Oh my goodness. 
It's I crazy. will clean. I will clean toilets uh, all day <laughs> in the firehouse if I don't have to ever do another transport EMS, like like a transport <laughs> company, not like a, a, a transport. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like do do like a oh a, a nursing home transport. That's blasphemy. That stuff is crazy. Oh. I mean, I did it. That was so my primary. So when I first got hired. I hired a 19 and uh, an EMS and mm -hmm. that's all we would get hired for. We yeah. had a 911 service, but you had to start on the transport side and then yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 911, which was exciting because occasionally we got to go on a real EMS. But I mean, like I've been all over the state. I've been up to Boston on transports yeah. Like, and yeah, I, I'll clean toilets in the firehouse all day and not do that again, <laughs> but you do get a different appreciation for it. Sure. Um, and it's the same as being a firefighter, you know, when you start as a probie and then you move through the ranks or whatever, you have a whole appreciation because you've done all those jobs. Right. I kind of feel the same way about career EMS. If you start doing those transport jobs, you're doing anything you can to get to an emergency <laughs> for most people. True. That's oh, crazy. It's a crazy world. Yeah. We'd yeah. be like listening to the radio because, and again, it was like a, it was a smaller, it's a humongous uh, EMS organization now in the state of New Jersey. But when I worked there, it was very small. Um, yeah. We were like listening to the radio and being like, Did they, was that just an ALS job without BLS? Let's, let's try to put ourselves on it because there's no computers <laughs> or anything. Like, let's see, yeah, let's yeah, see yeah. if we could put ourselves on it. And they'd be like, oh. no, you got to transport it 10 minutes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go drive three hours in the wrong direction. Uh, okay. Yeah, in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> gridlock both ways traffic is going to be both ways and you're oh. not getting out on time tonight ever nope. overtime nope straight pay damn oh no we got overtime we definitely got overtime where i was that was one positive but it, it, was, it, cool. it was not fun to do that but it does it gives you that different appreciation sure. and i think as someone younger who's looking to get into this field you know going the ems route in the beginning is is only going to be beneficial for you absolutely listen that's gonna especially if you do it i mean new jersey's now national which is good. Um, but even like just at studying, so I've even noticed that like now teaching, you know, between academies and, and on my own kind of stuff, it's like when, you know, watching and kind of like helping people learn, right. How, how do you take this information, all this knowledge and, and, and understand it. It's the same with like EMT and fire school, like fire school. Yes. There's technical knowledge that we have to push through in, in the academy fire one world, but like EMT, man, like there's some science to that. Like you gotta, you can't slack. I'm not saying like fire versus EMS, but like you got to know your shit, man. There's no slacking in EMT class. It, right. There, there is just none. You got to hustle. There's no, you can't cut corners. And I'm not saying fire people cut corners, but you can, you know, there is a lot of common sense in the fire, uh, in the fire certification world. You know what I mean? There's a lot of like, if you're a construction, you can, you can narrow it down to two answers usually every time. Yeah. In, right. In, EMT, you're doing like, a test in EMT. So looking at these things, you're like, oh, I picked this one, I killed the guy. I picked this one, he's all right. I picked these three, they know I'm cheating. Or they or they know I'm totally off. You know, like it's just and, and the there's that knowledge. You, you need that human anatomy knowledge. And you need mm -hmm. I mean, I love, I'm not gonna lie, of emergency medicine. If if right. New Jersey wasn't the way it was and I could be a paramedic riding on an yeah. engine or preferably the ladder truck like I do now, that would be <laughs> the best thing ever. Like show up. I'll start a line, give some meds. Okay, off to the hospital yeah. to go with these nice people who are taking right. you. Go back to being a fireman. Who doesn't like the smell and feel of leather? Looking to fulfill your custom leather needs? Well, as we say here in Jersey, I got a guy. Rob over at Ridgeway Leather Works is literally that guy. Several years back, I happened to be sat next to him at a mutual friend's wedding. And this dude told me more about leather than I ever thought I needed to know. His passion for his business is evident in the quality of his work. His team and his family can make all their money. 
So whether you're looking for a radio strap, a radio holster, a pair of suspenders, a chin strap, a locker tag, or really anything leather-related, Ridgeway's the place to go. So check them out at RidgewayLeatherworks.com or on IG at Ridgeway Leatherworks. And tell them Pip from the Size Up sent you. And maybe you'll get a special jersey treat in your package. I would love nothing more than that, but we tell our guys. So we do, in my department, we do uh, fire one and two first. Mm-hmm. Sure. Circation, right. you know, all the fire disciplines. Yep. Then they come out and they work with us for about a year. Okay. Um, so they'll go on EMS calls with us because the rest of us are EMTs, but they're just mm. watching or helping where they can. Then we send them to EMT class. Gotcha. It, it is drilled into every one of these guys' heads that you are not done. That EMT class, you need to be just like you were in the academy a year ago. And yeah. read books. And we've had great, we've had great success. Uh, great some, success. <laughs> some folks have taken a little longer than others, but you see it in the work that they're doing. Right. And they all do admit after the fact, if I would have just put in a little more like everybody else did, I would have gotten through. Cause that's it. It's just putting in the work, man, reading the books and doing the tests and practice. They're going to happen. Yeah. Practice, practice, practice. You know, yeah. it's crazy. It's a crazy world. Yeah. And and we don't have a transport. Thank God. Ambulance. Right, so you guys are just, see that like, we're just first responder as EMTs though, as EMTs. Yeah. That's nice. Like, so for us, like, again, I, I got my EMT prior to, but like for us, we do the same thing, fire one, fire two, and just first responder, New Jersey, um, which is personally, I was like, always like, eh, why not just get the guys to EMT? I get it, business, money, and all that kind of stuff. But like, there's just, like you said, there's some more avenues on the EMT front, you know, look at that bug floating around. Yeah, I know. You see that thing? This is a new one. I don't me. even have HD and I can see that. Thing. <laughs> it's, it's the Apple camera, but this thing's killing me now. <laughs> Um, I'm like, maybe you didn't see it, but now it's, I'm like looking at it fly around, waiting for it to reappear. And make a nice good, uh, a GIF or whatever. Yeah, just me going like this. <laughs> the, whole, the whole episode, somebody will be like, I could cut that up. Watch it happen. It'll be so cool. <laughs> but it also, too, being an EMT in, in the fire world is just an added bonus as a Absolutely. Fire, right? Like, hey, you can go and get a part-time job if you wanted to doing it. But the knowledge that you have, sure. your ability to truly help people you know, uh, right. it makes a difference on the scenes, dude. Even like when you're, you know, for me, it was always like, you know, growing up around here, we had a rescue squad and it was like, those guys, like for us, it was, you needed two of the three certifications to get off probation. Didn't matter whole, you either needed rescue, heavy rescue at rescue tech, whatever they call it up here, EMT fire one, you needed two of the three to get off probation. And it was like a no brainer. Cause you always knew like, yes, this isn't the, you know, a New York city rescue company or like a super Western California-based tech team, but just the opportunities you had, like when something did happen, like it was kind of cool to see that all of our guys and girls were always on point. So there wasn't like, I'm not trying to take away from like multi-agency operations, but if I knew that I had, you know, a rescue truck full of folks that were in in charge of the patient, in charge of the vehicle while cutting, while, you know, while everything was set up, like, you know, years later as a boss, you're like, that was aces. Cause you knew that like, I can trust and, and, and have all the work done by my guys. And not worry about like, hold on, I need I need a, I need a line from here. I need I need an EMS to take care of this. Like, obviously, you're gonna give the patient over to once once the EMS shows up. But for those moment in time when you got that initial setup, you're aces. You you know everybody's on point. And I think, you know, EMT dude, you see it. It's like no matter what discipline you get into, whether it's you know I've been doing a lot of stuff in like uh, secret squirrel worlds right now, and uh, a lot of those folks. You know, they're all EMT medics and they're always like, oh, this guy's all tacked out. That's cool. Still an EMT. You know, all those dudes that are always ahead of the curve are 
involved in medical world, man. And I hate, and I'm sure Matt will listen to this podcast and be like, dude, and I, 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 I break his chops all the time because he's career EMS. And I'm always like, yo, go get hired. And he's like, nah, dude, like, this is what I'm good at. This is what I like. This is what I love. And I'm like, all right. Like, it's, it's business. If you're good at something, stick to it, you know? <laughs> but, but you need that too. And the, and the knowledge is always going to help you, you know? And I think for us now in, in today's day and age, when you look at, you know, the, the yeah. secret squirrel guys and why they're becoming EMTs and things, because that's a big part of how you're going to save someone's life, right? Absolutely. You, you need that, that basic knowledge. And if you go back and listen a couple episodes uh, episodes ago with, uh, with Ofer, Firefighter O from Trauma Pack, and all the operational medicine that he's talking about, mm-hmm. you know, those are real life things now, right? And those things are really happening. And, you know, 94, well, no, not 94, good Lord, dating myself, 95, oh, 95. So almost, uh, you know, we weren't the, the uh, tourniquet was bad. Tourniquets yeah. are horrible. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Right and now, like... I'm not even gonna lie to you. There's four tourniquets sitting over here on the shelf behind me because that's <laughs> how prevalent they are in the world now. Yeah. Well, dude, it's even like, you know, like I'm doing a lot of stuff with the active shooter. Um, and it's like, same thing, just that trauma medicine and just making sure that even if you're not an EMT or a paramedic, like just firefighters, like when shit pops off, that doesn't matter like what team you're on, they're going to call everybody and you got to know what to do. God forbid you got to do it for yourself. Like it's a mess. And even like, you know, going back to the tourniquet, like I've seen guys putting it, we started doing is just zip tying a couple and not, you know, somebody's gonna be like, Oh, zip tie. It's not coming off. But like one of the breakaways, like from a, from a, a can, um, putting them on saws and stuff. Cause I was just going to ask you that if you've seen that, because yeah, I, was thinking like, like, I don't care how grit and grimy it is, but like, if it happens, it's going to manage something before we get you down from wherever, you know, because it's yeah. happening. People are, accidents happen. You know, we're not, uh, um, what's the word for it? Like, uh, not, my Polish kicks in my brain's translating like 6,000 words. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not, we're not, um, invincible, you know, like, oh, yeah. we're fine. Like shit happens. No, if you know, something can happen. If you need a turn tourniquet on the fire ground, chances are good. A saw may be involved. Like for us as firefighters, right? like just saying <laughs> that there's a very good chance that, there, I mean, right. there's other ways it could happen for yeah. sure, but, but nine out of 10 times, common sense is going to be the massive saw we're running. It really could be zero conditions. It's funny because you look at some of these crazy rules that these organizations put out for us that are like, you know, you have to have this vest on, on the highway and I get it. Look, you're trying to protect me and the highways are dangerous and this, that, but you also let me take a class for three hours that now certified me or didn't really certify me to somehow climb a roof in the rain of a burning Mm -hmm. thing with a chainsaw in my hand at night. That's right. And that's okay. But this vest thing, if I don't have that on, Hey. We're smacking you with fines left and right, and you're getting written up, <laughs> right? And like, and granted, we are we are cutting less roofs than we had in the past, sure. just the way things are working these days. But if something's gonna go awry, mm-hmm. that could be the place. So why not? If you have the room to get that tourniquet right. on, and it's not in your way, right? And it doesn't work for everybody. Like you know, for me, like I care. Like we have you know your your day bag or whatever you want to call it. Guys mm-hmm. have other nicknames for them. Like I have a couple in there. You know, if something happens, just hey, it's in the bag. It's in the rig. You can grab it right away. I used to have one on my radio strap constantly there you go. for years. And then we got them in my department and then got, like, bro, what'd you do with their, why don't you have it on the radio strap anymore? And I'm like, cause we got them. I'm like, I've we got like them back in my car. Yeah. I'm like, they're everywhere. <laughs> we just got to remember where they are as half the battle. Right. But you know, they're all in our jump kits. There's two in every jump kit. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was great that my department, we did, you know, we went through the class and the program and it, that too alone opened up guys to like, mm-hmm. I can do this. And sure we learned how to do it appropriately and saw how to stop the bleed. 
mm-hmm. and we just keep kind of moving forward with things. Yeah, like yeah. That. But that's a big part of this too, is that moving forward. And I think that's a lot what you're doing with flow and vent, right? Yeah. It's, um, it's been a fun ride. It's been crazy. Like, like, and I've had a conversation with a bunch of people, Jeremy being one of them, like, what are you doing next? What's going on? I'm like, dude, I don't, it's not that I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just chilling. Like I like teaching, you know, this fall, we got something happening once a month and it's, I just like, you know, this is the nerd coming out of me. It's like, you know, you have all these textbooks, you have all these novels and all this information out there, but like, how do you just keep it simple? You know, how, I mean, you, we all see it. You know, I don't care if you're the probie, if you're the 50 year senior salty veteran, like with the phones today and the, just the people and how people are developing and how people are thinking these days, like you just got to keep it simple. So, you know, that's, I think kind of what I'm kicking off with, like just maintaining basic, basic training and to the point, because even like lately, I found myself writing a lot, like you just mentioned with like cutting roofs and stuff like that, like by us and even up in this folly area, like we still, we still cut roofs, but just going out there and talking to people like, why, why not? And then, that, you know, then there's that, that push that we always see, oh, don't cut roofs anymore. Okay. Understood. Why not cut the gable out? Because at the end of the day, physics is still going to work and you can make a gable and smoke and fire and heat you're going to come out that that opening you made for your guys inside um so it's been it's been a fun ride so far and you know, hopefully it continues and you know i'm kind of uh chilling i mean i, I know chilling when you say it that way people are like oh you're you know you're just kind of stagnant like no nah, i'm just kind of calm down a little bit you know like too, because you're putting so much work right like it's a lot and it, you people don't isn't you don't ever see the background, you know, you see the duck or you're the majestic swan floating through the water, but their feet are going a mile a minute. My, oh my God. Like this, it's just absolutely. And that's like, you know, your stuff, my stuff, everybody that's involved in publishing something, whether it's a word or a book, it's just nonstop behind the scenes that nobody sees or nobody understands. Cause even, you know, like all the classes that you take and how do you, how do you teach? Cause even like my wife's like, why do you keep teaching at the Academy? If it's, you know, this, that I'm like, a, it keeps you relevant and it's just nice to see, you know, not turnover in a negative sense, but like how the impact is happening and like what's going on, you know, because what a couple of years ago it was shut down the academies, they suck, you know, they're not teaching the right way. But now a couple of years later, you see a lot of people that have gotten involved in teaching and they're kind of rewriting the culture of the fire academy where it's kind of like, hey, it's not all, you know, mundane kind of like check mark boxes but i'll teach you what we have to do but now i'm going to give you a little real life info with it and it kind of keeps that ball turning and you're kind of like or the wheel turning and you're like well this place isn't that boring it's just how it's presented and how it's delivered so it's funny that you say that because so here in new jersey for the folks that aren't in new jersey it used to be uh like uh like let's go with a home rule in how you learned things yes absolutely right? so there was home rule for everywhere taught everybody how they felt like they had to teach them Sure. And then the state got on board nationally and was like, no, you're going to do it this way. And there's going to be JPRs that have to get filled out in uh, fire one, fire two. I don't really know how far they've gone down, but um, that everyone's going to learn these specific tasks. And of course that was like pitchforks and uh, oh. torches. And it was crazy. <laughs> There was a couple years in there where this was coming out that it was like, ah, we're not doing this. But obviously they didn't go away because things like that don't go away because they're not bad. But right. what that's done, in my opinion, is what you just said. People teach the JPRs and the folks get the JPR knowledge that they need. However, with that, 
then the other stuff comes in where they mm-hmm. get the reality of how you're going to apply this, right? And sure. so at least again, this is my opinion. Yeah. And no, and like I, I definitely say, like I was fortunate enough, like when I went through as a volley and again as a career guy, it was like I had great instructors, but they were just very good with how um, you know, the teaching process was. And I think for me, like going back to like me being a nerd and all the school stuff, like high school wasn't fun for me academically right because in high school you're very much where you kind of like fire one the the jpr way like you read the book you read your chapters and you answer the question it's very black and white it's a to b as i got into college what i feel all of us are doing in the fire service right now all like everybody i don't care if you're you know a big name a little name a big magazine or just a blog um it seems that everybody is now doing that higher thinking and applying and explaining the who what when where and why Yes, listen, we all know there's, arm, you know, the, the armchair quarterbacks and things get out of whack sometimes, but just being able to explain what's going on, now you're kind of like, oh, well, that's not going to work here, so I appreciate it, but now you end up in some crazy jurisdiction, it's going to work there, you know, with with those guys or girls or whatever. Well, we're talking about that, that learning, more, right? We're definitely talking, everybody's talking about that a lot more, that like this may not, this works for me. Sure. What works for me on my truck company or when I was right. an engine captain may not work for you where you are. Right. But maybe you could take a little part of that and make it work for you. you Absolutely. Know? And I think we're seeing that more and more um, as the internet expands, you know, mm-hmm. as folks like Flo and Ven and Bobby are getting out there more right. and putting their, their, their spin on things. And then not just their spin, but their people's spin too, because they're mm-hmm. bringing in instructors from all over the place. Right. But to... even, even look what you were doing with, with the fitness stuff. Like, right. You were like one of the first dudes that was like, at least in, that I was aware of that was pushing like functional firehouse fitness. Just like, Hey, you don't have to, you don't have to be that guy slamming six slices and a diet Pepsi and a you know, pack of cigarettes and just, you know, benching 355. Like you could do all these little things and it makes a difference. And I think, you know, you see that like just building and building and growing. And now like I go to work and all of our guys are like just calisthenic, like they're all shredded and fit, but they don't do crazy stuff. It's like, you know, basic. And again, I'm not the model for it, but you know, they're, they, the dudes are just doing basic things and it's working and everybody's healthy and, and, and your tasks are executed better, you know, when you're at these jobs. Cause it's better than nothing. You know, I think that's always been one of my, I don't care how you fitness, as long as you're fitnessing, whatever sure. it is, you know, we had that error of, uh, of men, of firefighters of whatever you want to say that, you know, they were roofing and they were yeah. doing a lot so of manual labor jobs. And then that kind of ended and in that end, we had that like bodybuilder phase of like, yeah. you know, I read Pump Magazine and I want to work out like Arnold did because he's shredded. And we learned that that isn't necessarily sustainable through life in the sure. career that we do. It is sustainable for some folks, but very few. And you start to see that change happen. And that's the same on the teaching end of, of basic fire tactics, basic uh and I'm not going to get into the EMS teaching end of it because that's a whole different different animal in that different <laughs> podcast. I'll, I'll get an EMS guy on here one day. Um, but I think that's a big part of it. And it's that change that you were mentioning, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, the, in the pre-show questions of just growth and change as being so important. Yeah, it's crazy. Everything's good and crazy in my book. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world is crazy, right? It's just crazy. But it, it's cool to be a part of it too. You know, yeah. even when, when I was writing things down and getting ready for this, and I'm like, like, Flow and Vent. I'm like, God, I never thought about how simple of a name that is. Dude, but that came from. Like, yeah, but you know what's funny? Like, it, that's all it is. And it was funny because like when we, 
me and my buddy Pete were like coming up with the name early, early, like like high school days. Um, he was a model fireman. I was in in the in the rescue over here, and it was like we were just like, oh, new age fire tactics, and like you know, trying to come up with this like stupid name. And he was like, dude, flow event. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What did you say? He goes, yeah, no, why not? I'm like, but you have to vent before. You know what? Just it's fine. Just leave it the way it is. Three words to the point, and we'll see where it goes. And we're here somehow it's still people understand or at least have heard of it <laughs> but you should but when you hear it and you really like again i thought about it more i'm like all we had to do is flow and vent if somebody flows water and i vent the window it's over yeah that's it <laughs> it's like prime time just automatic <laughs> that's it but there's a little bit more to it than that but in reality if we could just oh, do it, it. Keep it simple I try to explain that to people too. Like you need to learn at the highest level whatsoever. You need to go out and get as much education as you can and knowledge and pull that back in, but keep the basics simple. And mm -hmm. that's their job. We can make this happen better. Absolutely. And I think that's been like, for me personally, that was like my, my learning curve, I guess, being like a young volley officer and now hopefully being an officer in a couple, come on city. Um, but um like that was my biggest thing is like i always i always strive for like crazy like technical rescue and, and and shit that we don't do often and we weren't trained on but you can do all that like like you said that high level crazy i don't care how technically you get whether it's in a fire it's a truck company in the ems world to an extent with an asterisk um or some crazy rescue job at the end of the day if you just whittle it down to the basics it's simple stuff it's all the same. It's just you know, a like, matter of like looking at that picture. It's, it's like Lego blocks, yeah, man. Like you yeah, can, taking them power. Yep. Like you build this massive, you see all these, I mean, I haven't seen it, but like in a while, like kids used to build these like life-size, you know, crazy competitions. Like it all comes down to like the same old block that we all played with a little four by four, four, you know, two by six, whatever it is. And it's all doable. It just depends how you apply it and what you're going to do with it. Yeah, I mean, dude, a Z rig or a four by four, uh, four to one, and you can pretty much do any rope rescue operation. Pretty it's much. It's basic. All you, you need. You may need to make it a little crazy as it's going on, Correct. but Correct. it's the same as extrication. You know, we're just right. disassembling. Figure Let's... out the best way. Like when people ask, and I'm sure you get this when you teach extrication, because I know I do. But if I'm going to do a door pop, do I do the hinges first, or do I do the nader bowl first? <laughs> and I mean, like I've had people with. 30 years on ask right. me that and people with a week on ask me that and i'm like when you walk up to the car what's going to be the easiest thing to do look at it and say nader bolt hinges what what is right. presenting easy for me sure absolutely down. press the easy button that's it keep it simple well i always do it this way okay okay okay, okay. before you do that dude the hinges are exposed just snip them and it falls out oh, okay yeah. Really, <laughs> the hinges are exposed. Hey, cut, cut the hinges, please, please cut. Them. Um, I, I'm Crazy. not gonna lie, I am a big fan of the Nader bolt first, but yeah. if you don't have the hinges exposed, because that's gonna take me more time to expose them. But it's that simple, Absolutely. whatever it is. But if you get there and you're like, oh look, I could cut that, right? Cut no big deal. It was like, and I don't know if you're old enough to to remember, like going back to like reintroducing sawzalls. Yeah, oh, let's rip through posts with sawzalls. Sawzalls, little skill tools. Yeah, Sozos. it's like nothing's changed. The only thing that's changing is like the vehicles themselves. But you see, like, dude, we used to do one time. I'll say this: we did like a couple rescue competitions in South Bergen, and we we were like, oh yeah, big, you know, hydraulic tools, boom, boom, boom. This one company came out with just like sawzalls, um, 
just basic, like not, you know, I call them skill saws. Those basic, just the rotary, whatever. I'm totally butchering. My dad would hate me in the woodworking world. And they just came, ripped the car up, boom, 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 boom. And you're like, well, yeah, that worked. <laughs> they did that really fast. We should maybe yeah, try one your... of those things once. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Interesting. But again, you know. it's at, it's at getting yourself out there, right? yeah. putting yourself out there and, and agreeing that maybe we can change the way we do something sure. in certain circumstances, you know, that, that being adaptable. Um, and I think we're sort of seeing that to go back. I don't know. This, this episode may be called Prime to talk about like Coach Prime <laughs> and what he's doing out there in Colorado, right? But he came in, yeah. he made this huge splash. He's made some moves. He pissed some people off in the process. Yep. Do I think they're going to win the national championship no this year? No. I mean, it'd be, I, it'd be amazing. Anything's possible. Listen, at this I, point, I'm going to believe anything with this dude that he can do. <laughs> but, but what they're doing is great. Sure. You know, just by, but just by kind of saying this is how it's going to go. Yeah, and like, and that's the biggest thing. I think I talked about it either on like my, our last podcast or just around the firehouse. I talk about him a lot more now, and it's not just because he's from you know he's coaching Colorado. It's like you said, what he's doing. So initially, you sit there like, all right, you know. Three, three quarters of the team is getting, you know, hey, transfer out or play the game. You're either going to like what I do or you got to leave. Listen, we got to kind of do that at home in the firehouse. Like sometimes you got to start doing that kind of stuff because now you see the result. Listen, they haven't put out like in the last three games I watched, obviously, were not full packages, right? One game, the defense is killing it. One day, the offense is killing it. This last one, they didn't play until like the last, you know, the first two minutes and then the last two minutes of the game. But you're like, overall, like he's still staying humble. He's still, you know, keeping his cool and, and working forward. And I, one of the guys on ESPN put it out was like, uh, I don't know if it was like Bill Russell made a comment about him or something. He's like, when they were panicking, all they did was look at him and he was like, cool. Like he knew, I'm not saying like today, like, oh, he knew they were going to win, but like he knew what he had to do to yeah. get these guys to try. And that's the thing with the leadership in the fire service. Like, what are we doing? We got to keep, you got to be accountable. You got to be humble and you got to have a plan of action, man. You can't just wing it. And and you have to you have to always shoot for perfection. Yeah, but realize absolutely. you're not going to get it. Nobody's getting perfection. He's not sure. getting perfection. But if the offense does great, they win a game. If sure. the defense does great, they win a game. If they play good in the first two minutes and the last two minutes, they win the game. You know, you roll up to a working fire. Everything's not going to be perfect. Never. Right. Some but something somewhere is going to be messed up. Right. It's how you handle that. Not perfection. Absolutely. All forward, you know, both in the game and after the game. And yeah. I think probably that's what he's doing really successfully out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully he keeps it up, man. It's nice. Listen, there, was a, the win. <laughs> there was a Jersey guy who coached in Jersey and did really well. And then he went to Florida and played a couple of games and all the fans were like, we don't like you. And it didn't work there for him. They didn't even give the dude a shot to do what he wanted to do at that right. time. Possible, uh, absolutely. You know, he's back in New Jersey, and, and interesting. They're winning again, three and zero. Until interesting. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully this weekend <laughs> we can do something. But you know, when you see that, and, and it's that you know, you don't have to be perfect, and that's a big yeah. thing with kids too. And, and you know, you're yeah. guys really little now, but you'll see that. Listen, I don't care if you win or lose a lacrosse game, right? My my younger son is a goalie, mm-hmm. and a lacrosse goalie like. 10 goals is average let in. So, sure. you know, we, we already start with that is like, keep it below 10 and you've successful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you lose the game. I don't care if you let 16 goals in, you let 20 goals in as long as you're in every play. Right. right? And, and a lot of times when you watch a lacrosse goalie, the ball is just missing the net by that much, but it's coming so fast. Like my, my son is, uh, he stops more shots with his head than he does. His <gasps> head. So he's got a helmet on. It's okay. There's no head injuries there. <laughs> But I just want him to be out there 
and right. put out as much as he can and stay in the game. And I think that that's a big part of this. Absolutely. You got to be all in. And like, you know, you said that with the perfect, with, with, with Dion saying like, you know, you're striving for perfection. You have to, yeah. you know, whether you're taking your entrance exam, whether you're doing a promotional, like we've all been through now, it's like, you got to do that. You know, even when you're going back to your own company, like you may not be, you know, you may not have like the storybook fire department. You may not have the perfect company. You may not have all the equipment and tools and Disney world equipment you want. But if you could just make those little differences by being all in your, 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 your team's going to follow, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying follow in a sense, like, you know, the mother duck with the ducklings, but they're going to, they're going to believe they're going to respect you. And if they have that two-way communication, they're going to be like, you know, if this guy's telling me to do this and he's always putting 110% in, why am I not doing it? Yeah. They're going to question themselves is what they're going to do. Absolutely. You know, is this really who, am I really living up to what I can, you know, and that potential that I have in me to, to do better and to do more. Yeah. I like that, man. I think that's a that's a good way to wrap this up before the little guy wakes up there. That's there a good go. thing, man. You should start a podcast or something. You're really good yeah. at these one-liners. Prime time. Oh, that's a hashtag. That, that's that's trademark now. Yeah, no, <laughs> that is not going to be the name of this podcast because I am not going to do that. Unless you put like a hash, you know, prime and then make the E a three. Actually, they'd have to sue the parent company, National Fire Radios. Oh. Sorry, Jeremy. You know, I know you're in Maui right now doing great things. I just got a suit. You know, I can't help it, man. It's just, we made it. We had a good run up the 37 episodes here with Pip until I got a, until I got a sued. But but litigation takes a really long time, so we can keep oh, recording probably yeah. until then. They couldn't shut us down. <laughs> I swear, some days he listens to my podcast and he's like, "Why did I let? Why'd you do this for a shot? <laughs> when am I going to shut this dude down? And how am I going to do it?" <laughs> All right, buddy, let's hit these size up 10 here sure. before, before the little guy wakes up. We'll, we'll try to go fast, but it never goes yeah, fast. It's, so it's good. That's just the way it goes. And see, look, I didn't even write down what time we were starting, so then Subby will get mad at me. All right, size up 10. Beach or mountains? Oof. It has to be one or the other. Mountains, but I would love a place where I could do both. You dig what I'm saying? Like California. Hey, California. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Aaron, Aaron Hines from Life Aid Beverage on the past episode, he literally is like, I'm looking at a mountain if I look to my right. Oh, that's amazing. Looking at the ocean if I look to my <laughs> left. So I'm going to go with both. That's awesome. I hate you. Night in or night out? Night in. Nice. A good not, book or a good again, movie? It's a lot cheaper these days. It is a lot cheaper these days. <laughs> it needs to be cheap. Good book or good movie? Oh, movie, 100%. A movie guy. Give me, give me one. Give me a movie one. You'll make fun of me. Um, I do like nerdy old stuff. Um, I'm favorite movies, Dumb and Dumber. I know that's not a cinematic classic, but just one liners that you know, and you can recite the whole movie years later. It's a win. They're there, and they went to Colorado. So listen, Stanley Kubrick was a teacher there for a little bit, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, cross country road trip. Who's your co-pilot? Oof. Now I got to say my family. Um. <laughs> have to no I, listen, so, we gonna have... so we're gonna change this one this week like a, like a celebrity like a, like let's a... go with that yeah cross-country road trip who's your celebrity co-pilot oh man hmm. the rock oh wow. i like <laughs> dwayne the rock johnson man that is a very good answer there i bet if we put that out on social media he may uh listen may find me <laughs> <laughs> and he was just in boulder come on connections <laughs> We could go cross country together. Don't you want to do that, Dwayne the Rock Johnson? <laughs> look at me. Don't I look like a guy you want to spend a couple days in a car? With? You're in, dude. Listen, if you make that happen, we're coming along. Me could you Sam. imagine that? 
It would be a good one. Didn't you hear my petty story about me pretending to try to be a Colorado football player? And now you were there. Come on. I know you're not hard to find, Dion. Let me be a water boy. (laughs) And the size of. Uh, Do you make your bet every day? Yes. A million dollars right now, which we don't have, or go back to 18 with a redo? I'll take a million now. Everything's been good right now. So if I had money to like to play the game now, I wouldn't change what I have. I would just, you know, now you get a little smarter with investments and life and stuff. But I'm not. Come on, really are like an old nerd like investments like like dude, you're going to Vegas, bro. A million dollars, Jeremy just well, gave me a million dollars. Listen, Vegas, an investment bro. could be. Listen, I'm gonna go buy a beach house and live there. Three, you know, and three see the mountains. Year, see the mountains, and then when I gotta get rid of it, I sell it, and there's my investment turnaround. This is what happens when two Jersey guys try to do something fast. It takes <laughs> three hours. Highways or back roads? Back roads. Bucket list place to visit. Anywhere in Colorado. I mean, but I like going to Europe. I spent some time. Let's see, there's a joke. I like Colorado, um, but, you know, flip a coin. I could go back, to, you know, I could go to Poland, Germany again. That's that's a beautiful place too over there. Yeah, I've not been to Poland or Germany. I've been to Europe, though. A few different places in Europe, Italy. And then actually, yeah. my family, believe it or not, uh, I'm not all Italian. I am Polish on my mom's side. So yeah. <laughs> we don't have any relatives still there, but I could probably trace some roots back to the to the Lesko nice. clan there in some way or another. Somewhere. <laughs> Middle Eastern Europe is what over there. Yeah, somewhere over there that no one can track down. Uh, all right, two more to go. Football or football? Ooh. College football. Okay. There you go. I like that little preference. Colorado college football because it's just a... Listen, the Broncos are the Broncos. It is what it is. But, dude, like, Polish soccer is not the greatest, but when I watch, I'm locked in, man. Like, when you grow up in that culture and you know, like, if you're in the culture of soccer and football, it's a whole different world, man. Like, that's 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 different. That's a whole it's nother like, respect level. Like Absolutely. It, honestly, for me, it, it's definitely football. Um, yeah. To watch it all. And then more resurgence recently with Ted Lasso and welcome to Rexham yes, and great show. You know, all those kind of things. Like just, I'm in, I'm in now, like I'm following sure. Rexham left and right. It's crazy. I'm like texting people like, you see, you just got traded. We're talking about this. So all right, last one, best advice you could give to your younger self. Oof. Be patient and stick to the plan. I like it. Patience is the biggest thing, man. Like, it's the hardest <laughs> and biggest thing in life. And I see that with my 85-year-old father. Both yeah. his patience level still and my patience level with him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. I have to like bite my clink my teeth together to just be like, <laughs> patient. Maybe patient. Usa. Yeah, oh, Usa, I don't even work anymore for that. <laughs> I love you, Dad, if you're listening today. Listen, Rob, I do appreciate this hour nap time joining me. It's been a lot of fun. I think we got some great stuff out there. Hopefully someone picks something up out of it. For the folks that want to follow you more, where can they find you on the interwebs? No, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, everything's on Flow and Vent. So Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook. Um, I try to do that funny thing that the, that the uh, what's his name, that one comedian goes into. He's like, your mother's face, this, that. You ever listen to that guy? Uh, I, don't, I think, I, Jer- have, I think he's like a Jersey or Long yeah. Island guy, but he's... He goes into like, you know, but yeah, full event or, you know, LinkedIn, it's just Rob Pollock. If you want to nerd out about anything, that's, that's where I'm at. It's a total, the ultimate Colorado nerd. You can learn more about Colorado where they put uh, honey on pizza crust. Dude, listen, I had that Bojo's pizza once. It's like those mountain pies. 
crazy. It's like healthy, but not. It's like you're eating a cake of your pizza dough with honey. I don't just from you greens. Not from New Jersey vegetable. anymore. Now that you're saying meat, I don't deserve to be on oh. this podcast. May never come out now. That's how it's done. I'm gonna, I should just mute battle. you. I should just mute your thing right now. See so the slow event closure, the hard closure. Just, yeah, just, just stop. Man, you literally <laughs> almost got the slam. <laughs> you insulted New Jersey pizza. That's it. Uh. So it's over. Listen, man. Thanks everybody for tuning in, spending your Tuesday or whatever day of the week you're actually listening to this uh, with us. I'd like to thank all the folks out there, our good friends, our good sponsors, Notorious Fire, uh, Ridgeway Leatherworks, Vanguard Safety Wear. Uh, we have a new sponsor starting up with the podcast. You're going to hear about my uh, cold uh, immersion therapy tub that I have from my friends at New Breath. And I've been spending about the last month and a half every day in the icy cold water uh, before I was like, I want to talk about this and, and see how I'm tell everybody how I'm feeling. So that's going to be coming out uh, this month on the size up by national fire radio until then we'll catch you next time.